the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Welcome on in to this very special TLC preview edition of the Wrestling Wars podcast. We are, I always want to call you our architect. You are not an architect. You're an archaeologist. Our resident archaeologist and wrestling historian, Shockmaster. Um, I'm glad that you've been around and been a wrestling fan for so long so that I can adequately ask you the question that I'm going to start off with tonight. Okay, okay. sir. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. In the... 50 years that you've been watching wrestling. <laughs> Have you ever? And you know what? We are not prone. We are not prone to hyperbole here on the Wrestling Wars podcast. But I really genuinely need to ask you. Was that not? In recent memory, as far back as I can remember, the worst, flattest, most limp dick go home final segment in the history of the WWE. Oh man, it, I stopped watching in 1995, and I went back and rewatched it because it was just fucking abysmal. The only reason I remotely stay interested in this is so I can participate in your podcast with you. If I if I can't I can't I can't do it. This is I saw it today. It was it pretty was funny. So fucking yeah. bad. It was so bad. The crowd walking out. You know, it's just how many segments a night can you give Seamus and Reigns? It's just there's nothing. There's just nothing there. It is so fucking flat that it's just abysmal. You have a perfect opportunity with all the the vacuum of star power. No Daniel Bryan, no Seth Rollins, no John Cena, no Brock Lesnar, and not a one fucking person has stepped up to make that show worse. If anything, yeah. Worse. I mean, I'm getting Stardust and Titus O'Neil fucking segments, and uh, I mean, I and, found those, I found that fairly entertaining. Yeah, which, far which more is entertaining crazy. Than... That's the fucking most entertaining goddamn thing on the show right now. It's yeah. just uh, far more entertaining. I mean, the promo was just fucking. It was so long, and it just sucked. Like the the the, the so overly scripted, and just everything about it, man. It was just dumb. Uh, fucking worst just yeah i mean mick foley i think said it best when he was describing the vince mcmahon situation in regards to sasha banks vince you're 70 sasha's 23 don't change what isn't broke that that's it vince is a 70 year old man trying to run a show designed for 18 to 35 year olds i i heard that on a um on a podcast that I listened to um, the other day was they kind of came to the realization. And unfortunately I was going to text you about this, but I, it was during when I was driving. I didn't get, and I forgot about it by the time I got into work. Um, It's kind of like, this isn't getting better anytime soon. Mm -mm. Like Vince is, is insisting on running the show. He's a seven year old man. It's clearly past him at this point. It, and he's not going away anytime soon. Like, yeah, I mean, this I, is not getting better. I can relate that. You know, my my father, sixty seven. I have two teenage boys. My sixty seven year old baby boomer father cannot relate 
to my teenage boys in pop culture. Yeah. And this is and that is what exact exactly what we have going on right now is that you have a grandpa trying to make a show for young adults and it's just it is not working. And and the answer is there. The answer is on on creative right now because you can see what he's doing on the network and on NXT. Yep, absolutely. It's just it almost I don't know if Vince is waiting for Steph to do the power move like Vince did to his father. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if he's just not going to hand it over. Maybe he's waiting for her to grow the pair to say, Dad, I'm taking it now. Because he's going to keep doing it. Now, you, yeah. you can tell by, and this is no knock on Vince McMahon. Look at the fucking empire that man has built. His Absolutely. Work ethic, no, no, no. He's the fucking yeah. man. Yeah. His work I ethic, don't know if. I think the show, the wrestling show, will get better when he goes away. But yes. I don't know where we're going to get the next WrestleMania. I don't know yeah. where we're going to get the next WWE Network. Yeah. Because if you believe what people say who were around back in those days, Vince has been talking about doing a network since the fucking late 90s. Yes. So I don't know where we're getting those visionary ideas and those new breakthroughs in the business from when he goes away. I don't know if Stephanie has that in her. I don't know if Shane maybe comes back into the fold and... He's a visionary like his dad. I don't know. But Triple H is going to be an excellent wrestling promoter. He's going to be an excellent, you know, uh, wrestling guy. But I don't know where we're getting where we're getting those new breakthroughs in, in, in the industry. Well, that's where you hope the McMahon children can kind of take that aspect. And then Triple H is in charge of the wrestling end of the show. You know, and but Vince is to be commended for his work ethic because goddamn that man is twice my age and probably would work my ass <laughs> through the ground. Right oh, absolutely. Yep. You know, it, it, so it's not the shit all over whatever he's done, but clearly his time has passed, and it's a shame because he does have a brilliant business mind, but he is just so out of touch with what people want from the product right now. Well, before we. uh we devolve further into relentless negativity. Um, <laughs> sound like the fucking two old men on fucking on a on the Muppet Show. Um, <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, uh, you had I, you had something nice to plug, and I have something very nice to plug. So <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> they both will... they both concern women. So you go ahead. Yes, for all you testosterone filled junkies out there, this is the perfect opportunity for you to buy yourself. Or not yourself, maybe yourself, but your female friend in your life, whether it be a mother, sister, or daughter, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Um, unique, naturally based, waterproof makeups. Uh, my better half, this is her side project, so this is scoring me brownie points. Uh, if you're interested at all, see uniqueproducts.com. Y O U N I Q U E products.com slash Trey Dobbs. T-R-A-Y-D-O-B-B-S. Very nice. Very nice. I'll have to push that on all along to our... (laughs) 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 Here on the Wrestling Work Podcast, new correspondent. She told me this after we got done with the podcast. I said, I'd love for you to be, you know, our new current events correspondent. She's all, that sounds like a great idea. Next Thursday. Next Thursday on, on the show. This show. We are going to have major mainstream adult film actress Mercedes Carrera on the podcast. It's a super uh, interesting, dynamic, pre-riveting interview that I have with her that basically, you know, after a while, after the, you know, the opening presentries just boils down to her dropping 411 on us that's basically what it boils down to it boils down to um you know her giving us the ins and outs of a of an adult film uh set and how those shoots work um she gives a lot of uh commentary on current world events and what how she feels about them and the the issues facing people in um porn and uh prostitution and all those things from somebody who um you know, knows a lot of people who have who have gone through that kind of stuff, and uh, it's just it's extremely an interesting thing. Um, all that stuff. I shouldn't say prostituting, escorting. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. um, 
you know, knows people who've been through those things, uh, is in the porn industry herself. Just a super cool, super intelligent person. Um, you guys are really going to enjoy it, I think. So tune in next Thursday. I know myself, um, Shockey, KB, we usually, we're, we're coming here, we're bringing the sex appeal, but um, <laughs> she kind of puts us to shame. So be here next week. Ah, I'm glad we got all that positivity out of the way so we can go back. So, I told you I had a story to tell you that I heard on MLW radio earlier on this week. And I want to just I just want to hear your, your reaction to this. I wouldn't tell you what it was. Now, for anybody out there listening who doubts that I'm making this up, because it sounds so fucking ridiculous that I must be making this up. This is straight from uh, a segment, a show called The Writer's Room that features former uh, WWE creative writers on a podcast talking about uh, you know what they think about the business now and telling old stories about when they were writing for the WWE. It's on MLW Network, MLWRadio.com. It's a subscription service for this particular premium podcast. Um, 20 bucks a month, 20 bucks a year. It's fantastic. All the podcasts on there fucking rock. Um, a guy, let's see here. Which one of these two stories do I want to tell you first? Okay. Pick my poison, huh? The first one, I'm sure you remember. And as of all you remember out there, and we were really confused about it at the time. The anonymous general manager storyline. Yes. So this was going on and on and on. And the plan was for the anonymous general manager to be revealed as a, as a very chaotic and unhinged Mick Foley. Okay. Who was remaining anonymous during this time. Because he was down at TNA while the rest of the storyline was happening. He was going to be an unhinged, chaotic Mick Foley. And it was going to be a new era on Raw where a bunch of crazy stuff would reign. And instead, at a writer's meeting, Vince said, You know what? I just don't think anybody's paying attention to the storyline anymore. So think of the easiest way to get out of it. And that that's that's. <laughs> I mean, the McFoley thing would have been brilliant because it plays into his multiple personalities. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, so he was in TNA at the time, right? Yeah. So how would they would have pulled that off, though? Well, because his contract was up, and that would have been why he said that he was had been remained quote unquote anonymous the whole time also but that would have been having to acknowledge tna as an entity though that well he... that wasn't even a part of it vince just said you know what i don't think anybody's interested in this anymore figure out a way out of it god damn i mean yeah. <laughs> all that time what was it almost a year yeah jesus yeah. christ and a we're just not wasting our fucking time god that's gtv level stupid shit oh this is not the last story I shall tell you here. The next one is, incidentally enough, from the same area of time. It was um, Summer of Punk. CM Punk wins the belt, as we all remember, and then he went away because it's the last day, quote-unquote, of his contract. What was supposed to happen was they were going to have the tournament for the new belt, like they did, John Cena was going to win. And then the the main event of SummerSlam was supposed to be a fucking contract signing between the freshly the returning CM Punk and John Cena. A contract signing to unite the tag the the belts in a few months, you know, December, possibly even WrestleMania. Okay. And he was going to, you know, run around and defend it wherever and on weird shows and on indie shows and all that. And Vince said, well, see, the thing is, is I'm paying the guy, so he can't just not be here. So, and then that's how we got what we got. Jesus Christ. And, you know, then the funny fucking thing happens 
Brock Lesnar strolls in and wins yeah. the belt. <laughs> and the same fucking scenario happens where your champion disappears. But at least Punk would be out on the fucking indie scene creating some kind of damn buzz. Creating a buzz, building to a money match. And that's why they deal with that with, with Brock Lesnar because he builds to money matches. He builds to big matches. Well, you could have had a big fucking money match if you would have milked that and played it the right way. Oh, my God. Punk being – this is where you fucking use the internet, the, vir- yeah. the viral aspect of it. Punk sending pictures to the official Twitter of him performing in some damn bingo hall with the WWE Championship or performing in New Japan, thinking outside the goddamn box. I mean, they had people guessing as it was if that shit was fucking real. Oh, yeah. So you could have played that up and made us a huge money match and a huge money angle to where you had to tune in WWE to, to Raw to see how they would deal with it every week and just... And you just ugh. nope. Kevin Nash is gonna power bomb him. Power bomb, power bomb. So and then that went nowhere too. And have Triple H go over Punk, and uh... <laughs> and you wonder why that man left the company. Well, and once again, you know, you're talking about use the internet, use use viral marketing, use this and that and the other. Well, seven year old man is running the show. Yes. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Oh um, my. God. Piss that away. <laughs> yeah, they pissed that. And like I said, and that's the aggravating thing is that you had Lesnar essentially do the same thing three years later, where he took the belt and disappeared. And he came back and defended it a couple yeah. pay per views, but for the most part, Lesnar was non-existent. It was good because it, I think, it put a hell of a lot more oh, emphasis yeah, on the damn title than so what much more shine on the title. I love yeah. that whole thing. I mean, we, you know, we were going back and forth the whole time, like how the greatness is. Oh yeah, you and certainly. I are... Can you say it's in a fucking higher place right now? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't what, know. That's what they should have done. They should have had somebody get injured and have fucking Lesnar <laughs> show up and win the tournament. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if we're gonna touch on the Lesnar uh, match coming up at all, but. To me, doesn't it seem like that U.S. title is more important right now than the WWE Championship of Lesnar? That's really weird, like an odd place to put themselves. Now, maybe, uh, do you see if Lesnar is actually challenging for the U.S. title that we might get a unification U.S. Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania? Mm. Maybe that's the end goal. Yeah, I don't know. With you know who as the IC champion. Yeah. Do I ever? Yes. <laughs> um Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a little bit of That's weird. Yeah, that's I mean That's a bit of forethought, and then you could use the Intercontinental title to put over um the returning Sami Zayn in a feud with Owens and Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's too much thinking ahead and planning. With the way things have worked out, I'm not so sure we're going off track of TLC, but um, but the way things have worked out, it kind of makes me, it kind of makes me wonder if, uh, you know, Balor's going to come up and they're going to leave Zane down there to be the, to be the fucking standard bearer for a while. I mean, but that's, that would work, but it, man, Triple H seems pretty animate that Balor is not coming anywhere near the going, roster. No, he's going nowhere near the main roster. It's, right it's funny because... <laughs> He says, you know, we won't bring him up without a without a storyline in mind. Like, what fucking story do you need for that guy? Have you seen him? Like, it's like you're saying you need a story for The Undertaker. He's the fucking Undertaker. You, but you you know as well as I do, they're not going to use that guy, right? Well, I'm trying to hold out hope, yeah. I mean, Zayn, at least with Zayn, if, if Owens doesn't get Lesnar, and this is, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, Zayn versus Owens in a... Opening card Intercontinental title match at Mania is fucking perfect. Oh, that would be a fucking barn burner. Yeah, that's going to yeah. set the bar real fucking high if that ends up happening. We'll see. We shall see. Yes. Back to, that's, that's the bright at the end of the there, tunnel oh right God. now. <laughs> Think happy thoughts. Right now we're in the muck. You know what's funny, though? What, I mean, it this show so encapsulates, encapsulates all the frustration that you could have with WWE because... If somebody just tuned into this show, if I brought somebody, hey, I'm interested in, in wrestling, and I want to see what it's all about, I want to see if I want to watch this show, and you set them down, and this was the first show that they had ever watched, TLC, 
they you could end up making a fan because the people involved there's very good mixes of people who you know the talent is there the gimmicks support the traits that these guys have i mean i don't by any means think this is going to be a bad wrestling show at all no. this is probably going to be pretty jamming actually yeah. um but we have no reason that's the only reason you could possibly have to care about anything that's happening on the show you you look at this year's pay-per-views or whatever they're called now. I think the Survivor, <laughs> Survivor Series might have been the only dud of the bunch. Yeah. I mean, the network shows, whether it be NXT or the, the pay-per-views, have all been exceptional. And so when it comes down to it, when the network, when, when you're throwing your 10 bucks down a month, you're getting your money's worth. Because the it's, guys are talented. Oh, fuck yeah. And it's especially the, this one, I mean... The gimmicks and the framework they gave all these guys to work with, these should all be pretty fucking good matches. I think so. I mean, but... starting with, we'll start at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, if they really go for it, Roman Reigns and Sheamus in a TLC match should be fucking nasty. Like, that should be good stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah you're talking about two... Big, physical, hard-hitting guys who don't care, who are happy to take it as much as they dish oh, yeah. it out. Sheamus and that pale-ass skin of his, man, he oh, will yeah. wear those welts like a badge of fucking honor, man. It, it has potential to be a fucking really good match if they just let them go. Because they, they will beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I think I think it has a lot of potential to be, to be excellent given the guy's skill sets and the gimmick do you i mean i'd say there's just as good a chance as, as ever that reigns ends up the champion if not now then when exactly I mean, unless, yeah, when... unless you're gonna really have a royal rumble replay because they've done every every wily e. coyote fucking fuck job that they could possibly do yeah. on this guy and, by and this K point kb brought up a good point you know since what summer of 2014 yeah you haven't had a face champion at some point you got to give people you, you got to give a payoff yeah and i don't know what they do with the world title at mania if Roman reigns is going in as champion yeah i mean yeah i get him chasing but who's there left for him to face besides a rematch with lesnar or how do you get the title on triple h for him well to beat? that's what it's gonna end up it's probably i if I were to guess, I'm going to guess it's going to end up being Triple H challenging for the belt. But how do you get by the the Rumble then? Eh, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's a great question. If Reigns wins the belt, who wins who the Rumble? wins the Rumble? Unless you have Lesnar and you have a rematch. Yeah, but we know what that... Rumored situation. Maybe Triple H fucking goes in. That would... I don't know, though. That would... Because, it would be tough to have that... Because number 30 and wins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Adds a special entrant at the end, and then he fucking goes in and wins. Um, It just seems like, you know, not just the fact that who's going to win the Rumble, but if it is Triple H, do you really want fucking Triple H against Roman Reigns? Like, didn't you learn that, that lesson when Cena? That's that's when Cena got turned, whatever the fuck he is right now. Yeah. Was against Triple H at WrestleMania 22. Yeah. Do you think, and, you know, add 10 more years of fucking hard work and respect and the fact that it's going to be a big NXT weekend and all that. Do you really fucking want Roman Reigns, who can't get over as a face, in the ring with triple fucking H for the belt? Not at all. Uh, they better not. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm just curious to see what their plans are yeah, because that's gonna work. They're they're gonna sell fifty, sixty thousand tickets alone based on WrestleMania branding. How do they fill the rest that, of that fucking show? That's been it's been divergent. I've heard people say what you're saying. Personally. I think the sky's the limit. They could have a 200,000. See, they could do it at a fucking NASCAR track, and they'd sell out, because WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. But um, I've heard other people say that you were saying, too. They're going to push, you know, as I said, 
they could put a great crowd in there. They could put 60,000 people in there, and it would still look half full. Yes. So what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. How are they going to fill this thing? Um, it's a great question, and that's questions that are going to need to start being answered, like, real fucking soon. I mean, we're two weeks away from the new year, three weeks away from the new year, and you're yeah. right in the ro- rumble season, which means it's mania time. Got to start getting start fa- getting figured out what how this is going to work and how yeah. you're going to sell those tickets. That, that foundation better be laid by you know the 10th or 11th of January, somewhere around there. So we'll have to see. Um, did they make? I thought they made the Intercontinental Championship match into something, some kind of match, but I, I'm not seeing it. Uh, I'm not seeing a ladder match or anything like that. Is there a tables match on the card? Yo, of course there is. Oh yeah, duh. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, God, fuck me. I'm stupid. Um, there isn't just a regular ladder match though, is there? Oh no, there's there's the tag belt. Tag belts. Maybe it is just a singles match then. Why the fuck would you use Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose and not give them a ladder match? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who cares if there's another one on the show, dude? It's Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose. Kevin Owens, who was a fucking, you know, the fucking king of fucking ladder matches. And then Dean Ambrose, who's insane and will do whatever. And then let's just give them nothing. <laughs> let's just give them a basic match at a gimmick pay-per-view. Oh, just like uh, just like we did last last month with, with Charlotte and Paige. Yes. Oh, don't you worry. We've got a whole fucking... A whole fucking Divas Revolution <laughs> gasket to blow. <laughs> um, Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose. Uh, Kevin Owens is going over, right? I mean, there's really no other. The only thing I could see is if Owens is going to be the challenger to Lesnar, at some point you might want to get the title off of him and sooner rather than later to really build him up as yeah, something legit. True. So Ambrose is still within the realm of possibility, but man, he is somebody that really doesn't need a title you know he, yeah. he's going to be over regardless over yeah but yeah I, I i would lean towards owens retaining and it should be a bust-ass match those two will work real well together. yeah i like their match uh at survivor series a lot oh yeah I mean, yeah i mean i figure with ambrose going over first owens is due the win here <laughs> but of course sir <laughs> but of course 50 50 so let's go ahead and go since I brought it up, and since I don't see any thread made for it, so I'll probably fucking forget before this is over. How? It's just... I, I don't even know what words to use to quantify how could they have fucked this diva thing up so bad? How? Kevin Dunn. Like, literally <laughs> everything just... Uh, there, <laughs> There's just so many fucking blatantly stupid. This is our weekly segment, especially whenever you're on, because we are always the ones that say it. This is our weekly segment of, can you fucking believe people get paid a lot of money to do this? Yes. Like, how could you fucking think? First step, first thing, we have an excellent women's division down in NXT. Great matches. They're main eventing pay-per-views. It's fucking incredible. It's a revival down there. Actually, not even a revival. I don't know if you've ever seen women's wrestling have this level of fucking popularity on the American scene ever. Maybe back in the fucking 50s and shit. May Young and fucking... But besides that, when else have women been fucking main eventing shows in America? Big shows, I mean. Not fucking, you know, indies. Big shows in America. 15,000 plus people. Uh, never. Never. Not, not <laughs> never. that I know of. Okay. So they're doing this great fucking job. So what are we going to do? Well, we want that for the main roster. So one, we're going to totally gut the fucking NXT roster. So that now they have a huge hole with only one really good worker down there in Bailey, which they've still managed through their fantastic writing and plans down there to continue for the women's division to be intriguing. Since that one of the, it's one of the most intriguing matches on their pay-per-view show next week, but I digress. So we take all of the good workers from down there, besides one, and we throw them up on the main roster. We're going to revolutionize this division. We're going to completely remake and revolutionize this division. And how are we going to revolutionize it? Not by having the girls who can work work with each other. 
You're going to have the girls who can't fucking work, who were the reason you needed a revolution in the first place, working against the girls who can work, but they can't work that great to where they can fucking drag a great match out of these fucking useless fucking women. So you get nothing, and you continue to get shitty matches that aren't really that much better than what we were getting before. And then you continue to do that. You continue to let them work half and half. You have two of the really talented workers and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks sitting off to the sideline doing nothing for a large part of the time. And so between the slow, shitty matches and the other two getting no screen time or no mic time, you've effectively completely pissed and drained away all of the fucking interest that there could have been in this. Not just that. But then you get a fucking program that's semi-interesting with two decent workers between Paige and Charlotte. Paige says something insulting about Charlotte's dead fucking brother. And then they book the match to be fucking a bunch of rest holds and technical wrestling holds where they're laying on the ground doing nothing. What the fuck? (laughs) I think that's... Basically, all you know, oh, and then you know, is Charlotte now a face? Is she a tweener? Is she a oh, heel? Yeah, God. I fucking forgot that. <laughs> and then the next week, two weeks later, she's doing heel tactics, but Paige's character isn't really different. But Charlotte's being a cunt, but Paige is kind of acting the same way as she did when she was a heel. So, who the fuck is what in this situation? It's what so- is happening? And Paige is fucking losing clean regularly. Yeah, it's it's so fucking. I, they fucked up the unfuckable. I guess I'm gonna, that's going to be one of my new phrases on here because I've said it a couple times now. You had a perfect situation to change the face of that women's division. It is the same old shit that it has been for years. You could have done it. You had all the girls there. Do you know how this is supposed to fucking work? How this could have worked? Here, let me fucking somebody who's an amateur who is not getting paid a dime to be in this business. Let me fucking explain to you how this should have worked. You bring up the girls who can work. You say, this is the revolution. This is what we fucking got in store for you guys. This is the new era. This isn't what you're used to. And then you have those girls work against each other off that momentum. Holy shit. They're not kidding. This is amazing. The... They carry that momentum through and you keep building it with all these great matches. Then if you must have those other fucking the uh, total divas involved, you bring them back around after you've already done a couple of months and an angle or two with the girls who can work. So then you have established belief and buy in that this is a new fresh division and then you can work those other girls back in after hopefully they've gotten some training so they can at least hang in there but the atmosphere and the buy-in regarding the vision and the matches has completely changed the perspective has changed by this point so even if they do come back around and have shitty luck lackluster matches hopefully you only book them every once in a while and even if they do have those shitty matches it's just one out of however many and the perception of the division the remake of the division still stands not the other way around it's too fucking late now yeah i mean god with the charlotte heel turn or whatever it is do you think who's the face now who's is it are they are they prepping becky are they prepping sasha or well, are they going to call up Bailey? Well, okay. I mean, my thought is, just looking at it from my perspective, the natural, and, and, and I don't, I try to salvage some sanity from the situation by thinking to myself, okay, the natural face and the natural heel in this match, the natural heel, from an outside perspective, from somebody who's a wrestling fan, you know, is going to be the six-foot-tall, blonde, chiseled out of fucking granite, fucking, you know, uh, especially when it comes to women, because, you know, she looks like the type that had been, you know, know, uh, most popular kid in class, fucking cheerleader, dynasty kid, you know, her dad is famous, and everybody thinks she only got where she got because her dad helped her out, etc., etc., versus the much shorter, the much smaller dark-haired, pale-skinned, doesn't look like everybody else, outcast, misfit goth. That is, to me, that's very clear, obvious orientations for somebody who's viewing this from, you know, a character standpoint. So, 
I'm fine with that if that's where they're going. Just make sure that it's obvious that that's where we're going with it. Now, if that is where they're going for it, if you recall, the way that Charlotte originally got over was by playing a character like that. She was this unbeatable, um, top-level elite athlete who had the pedigree, who referred to her dad, you know, who talked about, you know, how... I'm, you know, I'm just a much more elite athlete and I was born for this and I was basically born entitled to this belt. And that's how she's, her character started. And then through respect being gained and her just her aura, because she was so much, she looked the part too. people started to come around to her and like her. And that's how she became over as a face. So the obvious perfect scenario here is you have her go on a monster title run, a monster heel title run, where she's just this elite athlete that nobody can touch, who also fucking cheats, because, like, that's even more, you know, that's even more of <laughs> balls, right? You're six right. feet tall, you're fucking blonde, you're fucking gorgeous, you're a fucking much more elite athlete than anybody else, why do you have to cheat, too? Like, that's <laughs> bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You do that, you build, you build, you build, you bring in the ultimate underdog to get her shot in front of 100,000 people. You bring up Bailey. Everybody's going to know her at that point. Everyone's going to know her as the ultimate underdog by that point. I think that could be a big time, big time money, fucking interesting match for WrestleMania. And you can make history because, you know, you could give you could give a women's title match a serious 10 minutes of wrestling. In front of that crowd. In front of 100,000 people. Yeah. That's a huge... You know, marketing moment. That's a huge social uh, social awareness moment for the WWE that they could really market. Like, look at us. We put fucking a women's title match in the middle of a fucking our biggest show in front of 100,000 people and gave them fucking 10, 12 minutes to work and put on a beautiful match. Can't you just see that? Can't you just see them making a video package out of that? And like the, the you know, the slow motion and the, the showing of the crowd and women's wrestling is changed. Women's athlete, you know, women's at we're a forebearer of women's athletics and blah all that shit but i mean it'll work out good for us because it could be an awesome match and an awesome moment that's far too positive thinking for this podcast right now just saying <laughs> just you know any day you can call me right on up <laughs> and i'll refuse to work there because i've heard plenty of fucking stories that make me know that it wouldn't be for me <laughs> no um i guess it makes me wonder though what, what do you do with sasha what indeed well that's it's the only way that they could possibly salvage this thing. She needs to go into a program with Charlotte, like, now. Yeah. Like, fucking now. Yeah. She's super over. The crowd wants her. Maybe that's what they're turning Charlotte heel for. Heel for. Maybe they're turning Charlotte heel to have a long program with Sasha, where they work a bunch of mat- badass matchups. Sasha finally takes the belt. And her old rival Bailey comes up to the fucking <laughs> comes up to the roster to challenge her at WrestleMania. Maybe that's what happens. Yeah, and then you, Sasha's real easy to turn. I mean, I love her character, but you can still tweak that character to be a face. Yeah. Yo, and yeah, na- yeah, and yeah. Naomi, Naomi turning and Tamina turning heel on Sasha. That's your easy, you know, that's your easy out of getting Sasha face. You just had those two beat her ass out of Team Bad. Then well, maybe Sasha- it ends up. Hey, maybe it ends up. It's tough to imagine right now because Becky Lynch has had kind of a hard time since then went to the main roster, but. Maybe it ends up being a fatal. How fucking cool would that be? How fitting would that be? A fatal four-way between the four horsewomen. That would be ideal. The girls, the girls who revolutionized women's wrestling in the modern age, all together revolutionizing women's wrestling in the modern age by having a fatal four-way match with time given to them in front of one hundred ten thousand people. That that would be the you know the ideal. That's that's right up there with the Shield triple threat. Shield triple threat, yeah. Let's just we can just a fantasy book the best WrestleMania ever. Shield yeah. triple threat, fatal four way with the four horsewomen, Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens, <laughs> Sami Zayn. Well, no, that wouldn't that would leave Sami Zayn out. But then Finn Balor against Bray Wyatt after Bray Wyatt broke the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania 30 and started his own streak, and then Finn Balor came to avenge him. So you put over two guy two new guys at once. <sighs> I could go on forever. Let's make it a fatal four-way elimination match. Yeah, well, that, that's too much time. I mean, I don't. Most <laughs> matches don't get that much time at WrestleMania. No. Um, or, obviously, my other fucking brilliant idea was a corporate heel reigns against fucking John Cena. 
Oh, God boy, damn. oh boy. Oh, that'd be fucking great. God. <laughs> God. Um, but, yeah, too bad. It'll probably too be... Bad. Too bad. Brie Bella against Natty. Oh, God. Five minutes. It'll be a fucking bikini battle royal where they knock each other out under the second rope. Yeah. Hey, maybe they'll have a bikini battle royal with a fucking hour-long Kid Rock fucking concert before it. Fucking make you want to jump out your fucking window at your house. Wouldn't that be a great idea? No, they'd never do that because that's fucking yeah. stupid and would totally ruin a WrestleMania. Oh, wait. They did do that. Oh, they did do that. No shit. Fuck my life. <sighs> Thinking about things like this make might make you want to slam somebody through a table. Just like they'll be trying to do in the tables match. <laughs> team ECW against Team Wyatt Family. At least the Wyatt Family's going to get the win. Something. Ever. That's you, you better fucking hope they get the goddamn win in this match. They really... I mean, and just the type of guys that they're working with. They're all guys who love to give back to the business. Who love to fucking help. Who love to teach people. Who love to fucking develop talent. So... I don't see any reason why the Wyatt family shouldn't fucking destroy them. Destroy them. 4-0? They have to. They have to. Bray and the family are just... They got star power written all over them. They have ability written all over them. They could be so much bigger. They have got... Fucking have got to get these guys on track. They fucking have to. It's been too long. It's been too long. Yeah, they're, they're... waiting for them to do that. To heat them up. Yeah, They I mean, have to destroy them. Rowan is... Rowan's Rowan. Yeah. Strowman, Strowman's green is goose shit, but, you know, he can... He there's can there's potential. Yeah, absolutely. And then Luke Harper is so He's damn good. Fucking boss. Yeah. God damn, Luke Harper is awesome. And then Bray Wyatt's Bray Wyatt. Yep. And then you get, everybody forgets that guy's only, what, 27, 28? Yeah. Body, you got a ton but, of youth on the but, roster. Right but Harper, Harper's 35, man. You got to start doing something with him because yeah. you, you don't want that to pass. His he tells so much with his eyes. Yeah, you know he's a great storyteller. He's a hell of a good big big guy. God, they gotta fucking just level. It. They gotta just destroy the ECW originals. And it, like you said, they, it cannot even be close. And it really, really shouldn't be. There's no reason. So I think for, I think we're hoping for the best and going with that. Let me ask you something, Shocky. Okay. I asked this about the Intercontinental. Maybe I asked this question too often. What the fuck qualifies someone for a shot at the U.S. title? <sighs> uh, Apparently nothing. Apparently fucking being off TV for eight months prior to the match is what qualifies somebody for a shot at the U.S. title. Because Jack Swagger, <laughs> yes, that Jack Swagger, is getting a shot at fucking Alberto Del Rio in the United States Championship based upon being mad that... Uh, Rio is with uh, Zeb now. Think how, how high. Well, if was... being mad gets you a fucking shot at the U.S. title, then I should fucking be in line for one. God, think of how high. And I, you might be in agreement with me. The best thing to happen this year was the U.S. title oh, open open right. challenge. That is fucking nothing even close. That absolutely was the best thing of the year. It's the best thing maybe this and decade. And now look so where far. we're at. And look at how far it fell in two fucking months. I mean, this is this oh. is bullshit. <laughs> People get paid lots of money to fucking... What are you doing? What are you doing? After everything that happened with that fucking belt, now Del Rio's defending it against Swagger. John Cena. Why? Uh, th- this This tells you how great John Cena is. Because think of how awesome that belt was just two fucking months ago. It was the highlight of the show every week. Headline SummerSlam. <laughs> well, I guess not, but, you know, it was up there. But this is... Del Rio's challenge. Fucking defending Jack Swagger. Swagger, who hasn't who Jack's in eight Jack, months. Jack Swagger is in desperate need of an NXT working run of some. And they brought him back to the main roster. He had one. Did you know that? Oh, did he? Dude, he had a match of the year candidate with Sam. Oh, Thames yeah, but there. that yeah. was I'm talking about like recent recent. Like now. Like yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> not the not the third to last time they rebooted him. Like yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, I I don't know. Del Rio's Del Rio. Del Rio. I mean it, it got yeah. Um and then the League of Nations, whatever. <laughs> 
God, don't even get me started on that. Hey, you know how you should fucking heat up a, a brand new dominant heel ta- heel stable made up of four of your five top heels? You should have them get beat in a four-on-one match three fucking days after they debut. Yeah, that sounds, you know, that's what WCW would have done with the NWO. You know, have Hogan Hall and Nash lose to, you know, <laughs> whoever uh, the night after Bash of the Beach. Jesus. So bad. It's so bad. It, it, so it, bad. Who? They can't even, they've made everyone so useless and just like mean nothing because of their 50 50 booking that how do you even fucking make a star now? How? Yeah, because you Cause, can't. Oh, I beat Dolph Ziggler on my road. Who fucking cares? Who hasn't beat Dolph Ziggler? Oh, I beat fucking Jack Swagger on the way. Who fucking cares? Who hasn't beat Jack Swagger? Everybody on the roster, who hasn't beat them 50 fucking times? That's yeah, why there's... the only person who it, who you can use to make anybody is fucking Cena. Because he's the only person that's been booked strong. And even then, I mean, what, what you've had, uh, Owens beat him clean, Del Rio now, which that fucking went nowhere. Well, Owens, that was completely fine. It's not. Yeah. I mean, until they fucking ruined it with having him beat Owens clean fucking seven straight times after that, <laughs> which is beyond comprehension of how fucking pointless that was. And then Del Rio beats him in seven minutes and not one fucking word is uttered after that about how he beat John Cena in seven fucking minutes clean. <laughs> the only, I think really, I mean, Cena, I don't think he's damaged goods, but the only... You got Lesnar is really the only golden goose out there that can make someone in one night. All on there? I mean, all on them. All on them. Ain't none of these guys' faults. No, no. It's all the it's all creative. You know what um what I but I came to a startling realization the other day. Because um I'm like, you know what? What is it that makes NXT so much more intriguing? What is it that makes their shows feel so much bigger and like more important? And I realized what does NXT have? I mean, <laughs> this could be a really long fucking list, but just try to think of what the comparison is to what we're talking about right now. What does NXT have that Raw and SmackDown do not have? Hmm. <laughs> Squash matches. Yes. That's it. Squash matches. You have people who win consistently all the time. As a fucking human being in your brain, you are going to look at that person who wins all the time and be like, that person is really good. That person is a cut above the rest of the fucking field. And then on this side, you have another person who wins all the time. Sometimes they do it by cheating, but they also win all the time. A lot of times, you know, taking things too far, being an asshole, winning by cheating. You're like, that guy holds himself in the same esteem as this guy over here. But he's a fucking piece of shit. I kind of want to see at some point they're gonna have they're gonna meet, they're gonna intersect and head off, and I want that guy to kick that guy's ass. That's how it fucking works. That's how it's always worked. You don't have that on Raw because everybody beats everybody on and off. You have something like Ziggler and Breeze. What are either one of them worth right now? Not they wrestle thirteen thing. fucking times in a row and have almost evenly split it except for the guy who was on the roster first has won more matches than the fucking new guy that you try to introduce strong. And this is, and that nobody's protected. Nobody's made strong. So if nobody's strong, you can never have a match between two people who are fucking strong because nobody is. And and that's the frustrating thing. And I've heard this before. It's just, can you put developmental talent or enhancement talent on primetime television? And my answer to that is, have you seen the ratings lately? Yeah. It nobody's really fucking, fucking watching it anyway. Nobody's watching anyway. It's not like less people are going to watch it. Oh, no. How much more <laughs> the fucking bottom of the barrel can you really get right now? Yeah, they've created... I mean, it's almost a whole generation now of just nobodies. Just a bunch of me- mediocrity. Not because they aren't talented. Not because they couldn't be more. It's because it's just how they're used. Yeah, 50-50 booking, and this is where we're at. Nobody benefits from beating anybody anymore. Because and they just... say, oh, you can't have squash matches because people will change the channel. People are changing the fucking channel now. All-time lows, 20-year lows in viewership. Is it really going to make that much of a difference? You know what might make a difference? 
booking two guys strong and then having them wrestle a fucking 15 minute war at the fucking nine o'clock, 10 o'clock hour. That could fucking bring back some viewers. Not this shit. Yeah, but you're going to have to have a fundamental change. That's the problem. There's there. There, there is no competition and there's no incentive for them to change because they're making their money from USA regardless. Yeah. Until, until USA comes in and says, we want ratings back up or, you know, this deal is null and void. But USA doesn't care because it's still their highest rated show. And that's what we get. We get the mediocrity because there's no fucking, there's no competition. There's no fire being lit underneath anyone's ass to get... Everybody is content. The shareholders make their money. And this is what we're stuck with. No one cares. Take one guy on one side. You have him win a month straight of matches. You take another guy on another side. You have him take win a month straight of matches. Then you say next week at the 10 o'clock hour, at the change of the hour, this guy and this guy are going to wrestle. I, who the fuck's going to possibly win? Both guys are on a collision course moving up the ranks. Oh, I want to fucking see that. Nope. Dolph Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze, number 15. <laughs> fucking pointless fucking tag match, number 17. Nothing fucking matters. Nobody's strong. No one's a star. And this is where we are. <sighs> well, we can end it on the positive note, because I've saved the match I'm most looking forward to for last the Usos' new days and Lucha Dragons is going to be fucking wild and woolly, is it not? Yeah, I mean that that's that's got match of the night written all over it. I, I think you've got enough there between high flyers and strong guys that can catch people. Yeah, strong bases in in yeah. There's going to be, I mean, everybody in this match is so like especially. You know, whenever you see them talking about wrestling or they're doing, you know, out of character stuff. And Kofi Kingston will tell you when he's doing out of character stuff, as we saw. Um, <laughs> fucking make me throw up. Um, they all fucking love wrestling. So when, it's even better when you have guys who realize the opportunity that is in front of them to go out there and put on a fucking insane triple threat bust-ass tag team title fucking ladder match, try to live up to some of the what has been gone before them as far as, you know, great ladder matches with tag teams. Um, and better yet, I guess I see the New Day holding on, but I really don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I I, I would feel comfortable saying New Day because uh, I don't know what the Usos or the Dragons would do if they became champs. Yeah, who are they going to defend? They're really hurting as far as heel yeah. tag teams right now. And, and, unless you go Usos, Wyatt's, you know, but... It's been done. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. Or Usos, Dudley's, something out there, but... But then again, but, who does... Yeah, who's, who's left, left for the, for the new, new day? day? That's that's the the other question right there. And then, but what do you do with the new day if you take the belts off them? It's, I mean, maybe they're just to the point they're they're so over they yeah, don't need the belt, matter, you know. Uh, That's or, one thing I can't say. What what, what about yeah the new, new day, day is a positive fucking part of Raw, but even that that had to be a fucking happy fucking accident that WWE tried to fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember when the new day started, but they are a fucking unmitigated failure, and that failure got turned into what they are now. They tried right. to fuck them up. This was I was fucking by accident that they're at where they're at now. Yeah, so. I think it's safe to say, man. New Day's been they they've had to have been the the MVP of Raw for the last six months. God, I mean, they're the only thing remotely keeping that show entertaining. Yeah, and by far, it's just guys dressing up like fucking unicorns, acting crazy. Yeah, acting crazy. It's and they're the, they're the Easily the best thing going on with that show right now. Yeah. So, I think we're both expecting a, a solid show, but... We're frust in, frustrated with the way we get there to these yeah, papers. Yeah, is, uh, is in pretty fucking dire straits right now. I don't know what else to... 
like I said, maybe we'll keep on almost getting low record, record low ratings or, or viewership or, you know, maybe we'll keep on breaking those records every week. And then, cause that's what I asked KB the last time me and him talked was what's it going to take? What's it going to fucking take to fucking, to make changes? It, it's going to take NBC universal having to step in. That, that's the only thing to me that I think, or their, their shares are going to have to tank. But they're still getting paid. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. they're making money regardless if we like the shit or not. We're gonna yeah. eat the shit sandwich and we're gonna enjoy it. Basically, like I said, it makes it harder and harder. I don't think I'm I'm still accepting what I'm about to say. I said this very early on in the very beginning stages, the first few episodes of the show, and I'll say it again. And me and KB came to the realization of this a couple of weeks ago. Mainstream wrestling is past what me and you and what KB consider to be good. It's Certainly. not. Mainstream wrestling has passed us by. Yes. So, if it's not to my tastes, it's not to your tastes, it's not to his tastes. It's not supposed to be to our tastes. Really. But, you it's, know, I've got a 14 and a 17-year-old in the house. Who also thinks the show sucks. And, and, and the 14-year-old still hangs on. Yeah. But it's nowhere near what it was just a couple years ago. Yeah. You know, the 17-year-old has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And so it, it, it's not just a middle-aged man problem right now. I don't... The, the teenagers, my teenagers, don't even want to have anything to do with it. Well, it's obviously it's not just a middle-aged man problem because it has record low viewers. Yes. Which I kind of need to... I need to do some scouting out on that because I could have sworn when I watched an old episode of Raw this weekend from 1997, it said broadcasting live to half a million viewers every week. I think it's half a billion viewers. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Cause <laughs> I was like, half a million? That's not. <laughs> that's like TNA heyday numbers, not yeah. fucking. Yeah, well, half a million. That can't be right. Um, but, anyways, you know, they're hitting record lows, so it's not just our problem. But that was the point I was getting at. I, you know what? Hey, maybe they're, I guess they're still making a lot of fucking money. So good for them. So then you can keep pumping dollars into my beloved WWE Network and my beloved NXT, which, yeah. given the state of things, um, how the TV show is going, uh, the heat, the interest in NXT... I'm hearing a lot of rumors that a lot of big things are probably coming for that brand in 2016. That's what I'm hearing. A lot of big things could be coming in 2016. I think, personally, that we... And this is not based on... Because you guys, all the listeners, you know if I fucking had heard something, I'd say it. Um, I just have a feeling that we could be in for some some crazy stuff to happen on, on next Wednesday. Some people showing up. I mean, because you remember, you guys remember a few episodes, I mentioned some names that were seen at the Performance Center. I just got a feeling that some, some, uh, I think something, some crazy things are going to happen on Wednesday. I just got a feeling. And how, big of a, how big of a crowd are they expecting? Oh, it's the place where they have Raw at. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it is sold out. Man, that yeah. that's gonna be fucking nuts. Oh yeah, I'm expecting big things from that show. Oh yeah, because that, and I don't wanna I don't wanna take too much away from mine and KB's preview next week, but that show, like the Brooklyn show, was special because they were they were crossing that barrier. You know what I mean? They were breaking yeah. down that wall. Here we are. Anything else that happened actually during the show was gravy. Of course, we did get what's probably going to end up being the match of the year um, and a solid show above all. But that's really, really what that show was about was we're here. We're taking over this big arena. Huge step. Now that's happened. Now that mold has been broken. Now this one's going to be about bringing, bringing the action, bringing the amazing show in such an arena. You know what I mean? Like the first WrestleMania was WrestleMania. Like it didn't what happened on the card was whatever. Um, it was about the fact that they put together this huge event and they're having it. WrestleMania three 
was, okay, we've had the card, we had this thing established, now let's put on the hugest fucking spectacle of a card that we possibly can. Yeah. And that's what I feel like we're we're heading towards on next Wednesday, so. Uh, unless we get a WrestleMania 2 collapse. <laughs> let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. There's still hope. There's still hope. Well, Mr. Shockey, I'm very thankful. Thank you for coming on. Um, once again, everybody out there, get ready for that sweet loving next <laughs> Thursday as the beautiful and intelligent Mercedes Carrera joins us on the Wrestling Wars podcast and drops the 411 on all our faces. And go check out for all of your Christmas needs for your mother, your girlfriend, your wife, like any of you have girlfriends or wives. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> your mother, your girlfriend, your wife, sister, maybe daughter, if she's teenage and she would like some nice makeup. Go ahead, Shocky. Go ahead and throw us that plug again. UniqueProducts.com slash Trey Dobbs, Unique, Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E. Products.com slash Trey Dobbs, T-R-A-Y-D-O-B-B-S. Awesome. You guys go on there, get at it. Freaking, you should give something to those wonderful ladies who put up with your wrestling obsessions. And, you know, I don't know shit about makeup, but since she has been on this, this shit fucking works. Uh, you can tell it's not box store bullshit it is actually good <laughs> shit i mean i i don't know makeup anything about i don't know anything about makeup and i can fucking know i i, well, I, I mean it, I, I, I was gonna say this earlier i know a lady who sells this stuff as well in uh my part my neck of the woods and her makeup is always fucking flawless so yeah um i don't doubt it um so yeah you guys want to get yourself some some things that'll help up man get this get this Get these products and pour some gravy on the mashed potatoes that you got going on out there, people. Happy, happy wife, happy life. Same. Those are words to live by. For sure. Um, thanks again, brother man. Everybody go check out Shockey's Ladies Makeup. Come back next Thursday. Oh, I, I mean, don't forget, Tuesday I'm going to have KB of KB Wrestling Reviews uh, back on. We're going to review TLC. Hopefully we'll be in a better mood than me and Shockey were. Um, he'll be back Tuesday. Uh, and we're going to review that show and give you a fucking final preview of the phenomenal NXT show coming up. And then next week, Thursday, we will be blessed with the presence of Mercedes Carrera. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Been a good one. Hopefully we all enjoy the fights and the wrestling this weekend. Uh.